0: ...or comments about the meditation, huh? how to, what we're supposed to do, what you are not supposed to do, etc. Huh? Everyone everyone is really content and happy. You want to you say something? Yeah, please. Hello? So the idea of being a passive observer that was more like for the beginning, right? And later on, you kind of have to do something when undesirable things comes up in the mind. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, there's much more to it, of course. It's just the starting point of meditation practice, really, uh, what we're talking about now. Uh, But the idea of being passive actually goes through the whole meditation experience, uh, yeah. So you, the idea is to take that passivity and basically making it more and more profound. And the more passive you are, the more profound the meditation is going to be. But you're right. So the, sometimes you have problems. Sometimes something happens in your mind. Maybe you think about something, or you are, or fantasizing about the future or the past, or you maybe get a bit of, maybe upset about something. All kind of things can obviously occur because you're dealing with your ordinary mind, and the ordinary mind is going to be reflected in the meditation itself. And then what you have to do is you have to learn to. Not, it's not so much about doing a lot, uh, but it's more about nudging the mind in the right direction. Uh, yeah, it's a kind of gentle nudging. Yeah, and uh, because if you do too much in your meditation, if you try to think too much or counteract the problems with too much willpower, uh, very often you just disturb the whole experience. Uh, so you want to kind of be very gentle with yourself. Uh, so uh, you know if you start thinking and then. Uh, You have to uh, do something to counteract the thinking. Very often, you will find the thinking is about, obviously, about stuff in your life. Yeah, it's about your job or your family or things that you have to do or lunch afterwards or or whatever it is about. Uh, And uh, so then you just have to remind yourself that all of that stuff can wait. uh, Yeah, or it is not that important. Actually, what I'm doing now is more important. uh, So why am I thinking about the unimportant stuff when I'm doing the important things already? And so you kind of give yourself a gentle hint in the right way, and then your mind kind of comes back to the present again. So this is really what it is about. So you want to do things very very gently in this way. And the idea is then to gradually increase the passivity. The more passive the mind is, the less involved it is with anything in the world, the more peaceful it's going to be. A lot of the activity is actually a burden. When you're thinking, you find out that all the activity of the mind is really burdensome. And you start to feel a sense of relief when the uh, when the activity of the mind, you know, fades away, and you are doing less, and you are experiencing, you are being a human bi- a human being rather than a human doing. Yeah, yeah. This kind of the uh, the idea here. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh. Anyone else want to say anything? Yeah, uh? yeah. A couple of people over here. Uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um building on the same point, like um should you like, you know, analyze and judge your meditation during or should it be at the end and then bring in more energy next time or just like How does that work? Uh, Usually at the end, there's a better place to analyze the meditation. If you analyze too much during the meditation, you end up not having much of a meditation at all. So it kind of tends to destroy the meditation. So that's why I say at the end, review your meditation at the end. See what happened, what worked, what didn't work. And it, it, it is the case that the reason why you feel peaceful is because your mind is inclined in the right way. There's something you're doing right. That's why you feel peaceful and you will find sometimes the meditation is a complete mess. Otherwise, other times it may be quite nice. Yeah, And there is a reason why it is sometimes a mess. Sometimes it is, is nice. And you will start to, if you start to look into that, you start to become very skilled at meditation because you understand how to set up your mind in the right way. So do most of the analysis at the end. But the idea is that you also, we tend to come into the meditation with a kind of number of skillful means. Yeah. So you enter the meditation, you know From past experience that if you think about certain things, well, this is the remedy. This is how I get out of it. Yeah. And so you apply that remedy in a very gentle way. As I was saying to this gentleman over here, you you kind of nudge the mind in the right, in the right way. And as you kind of do that little bit of nudging, the mind kind of starts to fall into place again. Or especially, you know, what is very disturbing if you get a bit of ill will or something in the meditation, thinking about something negative, you know how to deal with that very quickly, because once it um, uh, kind of, uh, you know, becomes strong, it's very, very, very difficult to get rid of. So You want to kind of nip it in the bud, as they say, and kind of get get it uh, sorted out as soon as possible. Uh, so, but these skillful means you often develop outside of meditation. You know how to incline the mind. Uh, you know the idea of metta, of compassion. You know how to uh, reflect on other people in a way where you can forgive them quickly and easily. Because uh, you know, so these things are often uh, kind of precursors, if you like, or prerequisites that you bring with you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Good. Excellent. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Uh, so grateful for you all coming all this way to be here with us. Thank okay. you so much great. Uh, So when meditating, um, what is the best way to let go completely of the face? For instance, the eyes, if they don't fully close, a tendency to pull them shut and also the mouth, if there's previous dental pain and there's a habit of pulling the lip down Uh to previously deal with that pain, how can one calm these down to completely let go of the face? Right. Uh, Um uh you basically the uh, idea is uh, sometimes you if you try too hard to uh, you know to to uh, uh to let go or whatever it, it becomes the opposite of letting go right it becomes like more kind of holding on because the letting go process itself becomes a process of holding on uh, so very often the uh, the best thing to do is just to let it be and okay so yes there is some tension in the face uh, uh but if you are able to kind of stay with the, just with the present and just be with things and maybe go to the breath or do a bit of metta or whatever. Sometimes it tends to resolve itself as you go along. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you know you just can't go any deeper with it uh, with the relaxation, and then you just have to allow the meditation to kind of deal with the problem over time. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So the most important thing is just to be able to kind of relax, relax to the max. Yeah, and then. Uh, Allow these things to kind of unwind, unwind themselves uh, as you as go along, and see what happens. uh, Yeah. Good. From online, online, all right. uh, Yeah. Uh, The question was: What are some examples of nudging? my mind in a more calm direction. Okay, so examples of nudging the mind. So let's say that you are thinking about things, yeah? And when you are thinking about things, uh, it is usually about, kind of three things happen. You're thinking about the future, uh, what you're gonna do, how we're how we gonna solve problems, uh, uh, you know, what, whatever. Uh, past, uh, maybe some kind of uh, you know negativity about the past, someone said something or did something, uh, which of course happens all the time, right? Uh, uh, or it can be just fantasizing because the mind kind of goes off mind doesn 't want to be here and now, so it goes off so the um the way to nudge the mind is just to remind yourself what is important in life, uh, yeah, what really matters uh, and uh, the way one of the ways of thinking about that is to think that well, my future is actually created by how not so much by how I solve the problems of the world, because the problems of the world are endless. Uh, you solve one problem, another problem kind of kind of comes up behind it. Uh, there's no end to the problems of the world. Uh, and because of that, it is not so interesting to resolve things in that way. Uh, the real way to resolve the future, uh, the real way to create a good future, is actually what you do now in your meditation practice. Uh, how you react now to the people around you. Uh, yeah, That is where you create the future. Uh, And once you understand that you're creating the future in the meditation, not by thinking about the world, uh, then there's nothing more to think about. Uh, Yeah, It becomes kind of uninteresting here. It is uh, that future, you know, there is no future in a sense in that era, area of thinking about things. Uh, So you come back to the present, you come back to just enjoying the here and now. This is one way of nudging the mind. Another way would then be to do, you know, have to do with... uh, Let's say that you have some kind of upset, something happened in your life, yeah? And then you just think very, very gently, you just. uh Forgive that person for whatever they did because you know that people don't know what they're doing in this life. Uh, People do things because they are stressed out. People do things because they're having a bad day. People do things because they are blind. They're walking in darkness in the world. Uh, People do things for all kinds of reasons. Uh, But it's not usually to annoy you. Yeah, That's not why they do things. Uh, It's not personal. Uh, And when you remember that these things are not personal, in that moment you can just let it go uh, and you come back to your meditation again Uh, So these are ideas that you build up. And then when you come to the meditation, you don't have to think all of these things. All you have to do is kind of gently remind yourself of those things. They're like ideas. It's like you have a shelf of ideas or perceptions in your mind. And you pull down the kind of appropriate perception that one that counteracts a particular problem, and then the problem kind of dissolves. That's kind of the the idea there. So very simple things. Or just having compassion for someone Etc. Etc. We have time for one more, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Charles Lee, would you like to ask your question? Yes. Yes. There we go. Thank you for for um, letting me unmute, uh, Adhan. So wonderful to interact with you, um, uh, rather than uh, through YouTube, um, which has <laughs> been great though. Um, and uh, uh, and thank you to the person who asked the question about the, the face, I uh, found that very interesting and it led me to also think about the other part of the body that tends to be very overrepresented in the mind which is or the brain which is uh, my hands what do i do with my hands uh during meditation i find at times you know getting very fidgety and you know trying different shapes and different placements and you know sometimes it can get uh yeah i just realize a lot of restlessness there mm. thanks Right. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, the restlessness really comes from the mind, right? That's where it kind of arises from, uh, and it expresses itself through your hands, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> so, uh, again, I would say that don't don't worry too much, you know. And if you if you try too hard to hold your hands still, or you try too hard to do anything using that willpower, very often is often a, a bit counterproductive because we're trying to trying to do the meditation rather than actually just doing it. Uh. So uh instead of worrying too much about your hands, just allow your hands to be there. Allow them to do their own thing uh, and come back to the mind instead and look at the kind of the root causes of the problem. And the root cause of the problem is, again, some degree of restlessness, some degree of desire or craving or, or, or whatever it is that is driving this process. Uh, and, of course, that is settled down by just enjoying the peace, uh, allowing things to be and not... Uh, You know, pushing things at all. And uh, over time, my prediction is that your hands will start to settle down, yeah, because you are moving. Because your mind is becoming peaceful, uh, your body will kind of follow along as you do that. uh. But do things very gently. One of the, um, you know, one of the, I think one of the big problems in meditation practice is that uh, we are told to do mindfulness of breathing. And so people sit down and they start watching the breath uh, straight away. and very often that's a bad idea. It is not how the Buddha taught mindfulness or breathing that you sit down and watch the breath straight away because you are often not ready to watch the breath. The mind is too restless. The other hands want to do things and all of these kinds of things. So really what we should always do is to give rise to mindfulness first of all. That is the most important thing. Mindfulness is the basis for all meditation practice. So give yourself time Yeah, learn to allow the mind just to be aware, just to enjoy the feeling of sitting down peacefully, uh, to being in good company or whatever it might be. Uh, And as you learn that, as you uh, kind of learn the, uh, I don't know if it is a skill because it's almost like an anti-skill, as you just learn to be natural in a sense, uh, yeah, then uh, the mindfulness starts to come. And I, uh, I'm pretty sure that the, the, the problems you have with your hands will just fade away by itself uh, and it won't actually be an issue. It just feels like an issue right now, but actually I, you know, uh, getting this right in this way, I think you will just find it uh, dissolves uh, and one day you wonder why it was an issue in the first place. Uh. Thank you. Okay, good luck, Charles. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, so... uh is it time to break for lunch? Is that right there? Uh, yeah? So, ah, there's the boss coming. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, thank you. We're going to uh, kind of break right now but we'll get ready for lunch, which will be at 11. I'll ring a bell when it's two adults here. some volunteers to help set up tables and chairs out in the parking lot. And except for the car and the handicapped spot. the other two probably sleeping so there'll be space for the tables and chairs where we'll be eating so maybe four or five people help me set up perhaps the tables and chairs and then some of the things i put away in the refrigerator so if you could go see if out on the table right at that if you need to warm your food and do that and get it set up and then i'll ring a bell when we're ready to offer the food and we can we can line up.